Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, December 19th, we look at Lesson 12, Sabbath, Experiencing and Living the Character of God. Together, let's explore the praxis of the Sabbath and how it meets with the education of the Sabbath. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, Lesson 12 uh, for December 19th, Sabbath, Experiencing and Living the Character of God. Uh, Mark 2, 27 and verse 28 New King James Version. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. What a beautiful reminder that the Sabbath at its core essence is relational. Ah, beautiful. Very beautiful. Uh, matter of fact, let's jump, jump straight into it. Sunday's lesson, Time to be Astonished. well i imagine adam was rather astonished when uh god breathed into him the the breath of life all the way back there in the garden of eden and i think what we tend to focus on is all the description of all the natural world each of the days of creation that we tend to learn that and teach that quite often Uh, but for adam he didn't know any of that no it just was done (laughs) <laughs> and so basically he's the last of the creation. So this he didn't see any developmental process day by day or whatever, step by step as God had created. He just saw the result of it. He woke up into this. He woke up and then there uh, was that very first Sabbath um, there with his own creator. And I, I think that's just a beautiful part. Adam experienced creation through the Sabbath. You know, let me ask you this question. What do you think his first question was when he woke up? I don't know, right? <laughs> I, mean, I just it would have I, been overwhelming. Yeah, I think, that picture you know? just came to mind. Like, who, who am I? What am I? Where, where yeah, am I? Yeah, I mean, it, it the, the must question, have been amazing. The questions we're still asking. <laughs> yeah, the, the same questions. You're right. You're right. And it would have been so fun to just go around. And of course, the the Bible says that he got to name the animals. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. can you imagine seeing a giraffe for the very first time and an elephant and all these just incredible <laughs> creatures. So, and and then later, um, we don't always talk about this as much, but um, God takes a rib from Adam and creates Eve, and yeah. then there's another Sabbath. Yes, there is. So that would have been quite a special Sabbath too. Day, uh, Davidson talks about this quite a bit. The consummation, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just a, a beautiful. It talks about astonished. I imagine um, Adam just found himself. Uh, uh, astonished when it came to the beauty of Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. He 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 actually enjoyed it, and I know he asked a lot of questions, and that mm-hmm. Sabbath gave him the time to actually answer and and have that question answer time, Love which it. is a great time for us now today. Yeah, have that question answer time with God uh, so, to research. Look. So if that's what it's all about, how do we rediscover that, Buster? You know, that's a that's a great question, which leads us to our our Monday's lesson, mm-hmm. Exodus sixteen fourteen to to twenty nine. And it's asking this question. It's saying, well, what lesson do the Israelites learn here? And uh, as, as I'm turning there, it's important to, to, to realize that God doesn't do things by accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he, actually, he actually has lessons to, to teach us all, all along the way. 
But here we find that God is actually uh, having the substance called manna for the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. They've left Egypt. They don't, you know, they're wondering what they're going to eat. And God's provided it for them. But they learn a very important lesson here is he gave them exactly what they needed. Uh, so those who tried to collect more, it found the maggots and the worms in it or mm -hmm. it was just spoiled. Mm -hmm. And those, uh, 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 those who tried to collect on the Sabbath, it wasn't there, right? So only day that they could collect more twice was actual the day of preparation. They could collect double what they regularly collected. So it was there on the Sabbath, which shows us the importance of the Sabbath to God. And it was also a lesson of saying, trust me, I got you, right? Yeah. Uh, what God has been trying to share with all of us throughout time, trust me, I have you. Uh, so we find here that the children of Israel learned that lesson and they learned to depend on God, although they didn't always appreciate it. And we see that with the quail, them begging mm -hmm. for quail later on. But nonetheless, God still has lessons for us, but it's up to us to choose to embrace them and learn from them. You know, sometimes I wondered, you know, the children of Israel there, they were slaves basically in Egypt. And over time, um, you know, culturally they became despised. Yeah. You know, they were uh, sheep, ten uh, sheep tenders, uh, shepherds or whatever. And those kind of like the lowest socioeconomic class in Egypt. And there they are as slaves. They kind of forgot their true identity. They did. And... Um, and like as you're talking about this experience going through uh, this exodus from Egypt to the to the promised land, um, all of this was God patiently trying to work with them, saying, "Hey, I care about you." And I, I think the 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 worst kind of way of understanding the Sabbath is the Sabbath is a chronological period of time where all the things you can't do. Mm -hmm. You know, because if that's all the Sabbath is, you've kind of missed the point. Ouch. And I, I think this is what God's trying to do with Israel is he's trying to say, hey, um, it's not just, you know, a, a set amount of time. It's more than that. I want you to understand who I am. And so God, while he's trying to educate them about the Sabbath, is trying to also have a relationship with his people. It's true. He's saying, I don't want you collecting on the Sabbath because mm -hmm. that's the time I want to spend with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want you to have to worry about anything else. I want you Pay to attention on me. Yeah, exactly. Don't be distracted. Yeah, let's meet each other in worship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I love that. So how do we how do we set time for doing that, Michael? Yeah, time yeah. for learning priorities. Well, yeah, this goes right into again a nice segue into Tuesday's lesson, Isaiah chapter fifty eight. Just that that whole chapter, which has been described as a uh, prophetic chapter of God's people at the very end of time, uh, and and here in its immediate context, though. All the way back uh, with uh, ancient Israel and the prophet Isaiah, um, Isaiah has some really stern words. And, and the title of the chapter, at least in the NIV, is titled True Fasting. Um, but it's talking about God's people who are going through all these feasts and ceremonies and Sabbaths. And they're doing all these outward kinds of things. Uh, but it seems to be to no avail. So verse 3, why have we fasted, they said. And you have not seen it. You know, it's as if God's not paying attention to their Sabbath keeping <laughs> and all the other supposedly good things that they are, that they're doing. And um, verse five, it says, is that what you call a fast? A day Ooh. acceptable to the Lord? Ouch. Um, and verse six uh, is this uh, powerful passage. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and to break down every yoke? 
Uh, and it goes on with specific examples uh, here of those who are hungry and need shelter. Um, you go all the way down to the very end of the chapter is sort of this uh, poignant uh, words here, verses 13 and 14. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, and if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and mm -hmm. not doing as you please or speaking mm -hmm. idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. Amen. And it'll cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to the feast of the inheritance of your father Jacob for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. In other words, um, when you make me the priority, we make the Sabbath about truly a relationship with God, um, suddenly we'll start to really experience the Sabbath as a delight. And so um, this, I think, for a lot of Adventists, and I'll speak for myself, um, it's easy to make the Sabbath about just what you don't do on a certain day between a chronological period of time. And the, the, the what I think this passage is really getting at the heart here is just by not doing certain things, a.k.a. fasting or whatever, <laughs> um, doesn't mean you're actually really keeping the Sabbath. Yeah, that's true. And there's going to be people that say, and they get to heaven, and God's going to say, you know, yeah, you're Seventh-day Adventist. Yes, you kept the Sabbath by not doing certain things, but... Uh, but I don't, I, I, I didn't, I never knew you, you know, kind of thing. You missed the mark. You missed it. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, you didn't have that relational aspect. There was no real spiritual connection there. Um, that's what it's talking about. Joy in the Lord and making the Sabbath delight when it's relational. Yeah. It's something you're passionate about it. You're excited about it, You look forward to because of the relationship. And, and uh, honestly, Michael, I, what I, what I see here too is mm -hmm. the verses one through through 12 mm -hmm. it's talking about this relational as well and how we treat our brothers and sisters on the sabbath it's yeah. lawful to do good on the sabbath yeah and then also not doing our own thing but doing things for others and doing things for god yeah. that's what it's about yeah uh yeah you know and by the way i just want to pause for a second because we 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 um there's these social dimensions i think of sabbath and being a sabbath keeper yes that are really quite profound uh this last weekend we had the adventist uh, society for religious studies so we oh. had a panel session with several uh church leaders yeah and was, talking about um covid19 and talking about the black lives matter yeah uh how you know it's possible for some people to uh, miss out and realize that um, you can be a Christian and realize that you have an actual, it's not just going to church on Sabbath, but you have a social obligation. And, and doing that doesn't mean you have to endorse like the organization Black Lives Matter, but it could mean that we have a responsibility to be aware that there is systemic uh, racial injustice and prejudice that exists around us. And that as part of being a follower of Christ and a Sabbath keeper, mm. having that relationship means that we care about when we see injustice in the world around us. Amen. Uh, and that's that's what God is calling us to do. As a matter mm -hmm. of fact, uh, uh, December 16th lesson, uh, Wednesday's lesson, Time for Finding Balance, actually segues into that perfectly. Mm -hmm. It brings up Matthew 12, 1 through 13, and Luke 13, 10 through 17. These are both aspects of uh, Jesus uh, healing people on the Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm. And so we see there, 12 through 1 through 13, the disciples are plucking uh, shapes of wheat and they get called out by the Pharisees. And then Jesus does something crazy. He goes on and heals a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath. So if they had a problem with that, they definitely had a problem with the latter. But then mm -hmm. uh, we see here in Luke 13, there's a woman who was hunched over, who, was, who hadn't stood up, straight up upright for many years. And Jesus goes to her on the Sabbath once again and he heals her. 
uh, so it's bringing about this once again this this uh, uh, this eyesight into making sure uh, we're actually taking about the time uh, taking out the time to actually treat people the correct way to do lawful to do good on the Sabbath uh, and and finding balance for that so the Sabbath is not just for us to sequester into our own little pockets and be hermits mm-hmm. uh, it's not time for uh, as people call it lay activities, right? Only taking your Sabbath <laughs> nap. in the springs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a time for us to learn with each other, learn from each other, but also yeah. do good together. Yeah, I like that. Well, uh, and part of finding that um, uh, those priorities and that balance uh, means that this has to be done in the context of community, that God... Uh. I, God doesn't just expect us. I mean, there's been times where I've I've had a Sabbath and I'm by myself and stuff like that, and that's that, those have been nice moments that's, as that's well. That's needed as well. Those yeah. are those are times, but overall, I think God calls us to live in community with uh, one another. That if we're in relationship with God vertically, that there's a horizontal dimension. That means making a difference in the world around us when it comes to justice, but it also means that that we live in community and that we connect with those and we serve those uh, with whom we live. And there's a couple of examples from Acts here. Uh, Acts chapter 13, verses 14 and 15, talks about uh, uh, Paul going to uh, Perga and then on to Antioch. And after he goes in the synagogue and reads the law and the prophets, the leaders say to him, brothers, um, if you have a word of exhortation for the people, mm. please speak. So there's sort of this opportunity to say, hey, by the way, uh, we want you to actually share what you have to say. And the same uh, sort of similar situation, Acts chapter 16. But here we have the story of um, Rhea, right? uh, Lydia, mm-hmm. oh, the yep. seller, the dealer of purple cloth. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so she's down by the river and starts talking with her and says that she was a worshiper of God and that the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. So Mm. in other words, once we have that connection with God, that relationship that's there that God wants us to have and desires for us, um, that as part of being part of that faith community, that we have an opportunity, a privilege to share that with others and invite others that just may not simply know. Like um, Lydia, she was a worshiper already of God. So yes, she, she was, was a sincere seeker. She just didn't have all the rest of of the, she was hoping and desiring that until the right moment came and the Holy Spirit worked and brought out um, basically her conversion. Amen. And we see that there. Mm-hmm. So uh, here we have all of these different experiences um, that we live in community, that uh, we're finding balance, learning priorities, that all of the Sabbath is about all of these things connected together. Uh, it's not just one thing by itself. It's not just a chronological time that you do or don't do certain things. It's really God wanting something more from us. Ah, I love it, Michael. Uh, and hopefully we're, we're getting that yeah. right now. I know... Some people still are not feeling comfortable meeting in person, yeah. and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. But d- make sure you're not cutting yourself off from the community. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're still a part of the community of believers. Yeah. Think of some of those people that you have in your sphere of influence, and mm-hmm. it could be people at church from before. 
Uh, and and maybe why don't you pray over the names of some people that God might be just impressing upon your heart? Drop them an email or a card, or yes. maybe wash those hands and then drop the card <laughs> in. But uh, and uh, whatever you need to do, yeah, or maybe a phone call. But there's just lots of ways to stay connected. Um, and I've especially been impressed with uh, Zoom. Yes, you know that that it's made it so easy uh, to have a little Sabbath school class or a Bible study and just say, hey. Um, Hey, let's just jump on Zoom together and we can talk and be face to face and still have that Bible study and still have that opportunity to connect. I realize it's not the same as being in person, but it's not, but sure beats being sick. It does. <laughs> and I will share this. If you feel if you're one of those people that's saying, well, no one's reaching out to me, no one's calling me, mm. you know, don't wait till someone calls you or reaches out to you. Be the person that reaches out first uh, to someone else wow. that, you know, might be lonely. Uh, it's, I think of it's more blessed to give than it's receive. I'm sorry that no one's reached out to you, and I, I apologize for that. But uh, don't use that as an excuse for you to not reach out. Uh, so make sure we're all doing our part to make sure we connect. You know, I just came across this interesting uh, quote this past week by Horace Mann, the famous 19th century educational uh, reformer. Yes, yes, yes. Doing nothing for others is the undoing of ourselves. Mm, ouch. Doing nothing for others is the undoing of ourselves. And I think that's really kind of at the heart of it with Sabbath. It's an opportunity to serve and be in relationship both with God and those around us. I think of Mark 10, the son of man came not to uh, be served, but to serve. Hmm. Right. And so to serve and to minister. Exactly. So let's go. It's all called. We're all called to do the same as well. All right. Well, I think that puts a wrap for this week. So this is Sue and Swoops signing signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.